0: This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome to the podcast, Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC. I'm your host, Emily Gallen.
1: And I'm the co-host, Spencer Hall. Our podcast may contain mature content, and it usually does, uh, so listener discretion is advised. (music)
0: Hey, Spencer. Hi. Hi. Do you notice how we always started off like, um, uh, not like fear, not fearful. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like nervous? Yeah, like, hi. I like, hey. I kind of
1: forget that sometimes I have to look at you while we do this. Don't look, uh, I would prefer it if you didn't look oh, at me. Oh, okay. Uh, just kidding. What's new with you?
0: I'm just getting over a cold, cold. Um, stressed and depressed and (laughs) lemon zest i guess okay it's been a time it's been a time
1: sounds like a lot um
0: if people aren't from here they don't really realize that it's still winter and that's kind of fucked up it's april 5th and it was snowing the other day
1: it snowed yesterday
0: It snowed yesterday. it will snow again in may on may long weekend always yep so just, i was about
1: to say rain or shine but yeah, rain or shine. I, I guess not either of those
0: i'm just you know i i'm waiting for june when i get out of that seasonal depression yeah and then then the regular realize, depression kicks yeah, and then, in. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah exactly so that's what i've kind of been up to what have you been up to
1: um, well, the other day I accidentally subscribed to Paramount Plus, which if, I don't know if you have a Prime membership.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I get the free monthly subscriptions. Nice. And then I We are not promptly- sponsored
1: by Amazon in any way, shape, or form, nor will we ever be because I don't like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they don't tell you when you're, uh, you know, about to be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll try Paramount Plus. And they just automatically ding you for it. So we accidentally mm-hmm. bought- Ah, uh, Paramount Plus, but that has got me watching. Uh, it's called a Monsters in the Shadows, okay, uh, or a Monster in the Shadows. I'm not sure, but it's about this case of this girl in I think it's Alabama who
0: a- Alabama
1: goes missing, and then it turns out that there's like a really dark like family secret where I think. I haven't made it all the way through yet, so I don't know what's happening. But apparently, like her family, like one of her uncles was. Yeah, like, why don't you a, just tell me the ending while you're involved? At it. Well, allegedly involved in some unsavory activities with uh, other members of the family.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's
1: not great. Uh, trigger warning up top. Uh, yeah, is if it you true watch crime? That. Yes. Yeah, it's true a true crime, crime
0: documentary. I'm um, into that. I'm into that. Um, quick little tip for you just the tip for you if you subscribe to one of those things on Amazon promptly go in and cancel your free subscription so then you have it for the month and then you don't get billed again.
1: I did that for I did that for a mod website because I've also been going through a Stardew Valley kick and I've downloaded okay. it on my computer so I can have certain mods.
0: Do uh, you put it on like a little USB stick and take it with you in your pocket?
1: No, I just download it. Okay, cool. Uh, and then it goes into my computer. I had to do them manually though and then it was like a whole thing. I had to watch a YouTube video on how to do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, needless to say, my farm is looking fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that is how I unwind after i mean you know i guess watching a lot of true crime and just generally gestures vaguely at look at how the world's going. Yeah, uh, gestures
0: vaguely around. Uh, but oneself. Trump got
1: indicted finally.
0: Oh, I like this. Yeah. I kind of stay off of the news usually. Oh, well, um, I can't. So no, exactly. <laughs> You're, you, it's kind of your job. It's yeah,
1: it's exactly my job. Yeah, uh, but no, he's. Uh, I think he got thirty four felony counts, and that has nothing to do mm. with like the insurrection or anything. Please don't DM us. I don't really feel like talking about American politics or Canadian politics at this point. Yeah, uh, politics it's in just, general. Just burn it down. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, you know where we are, Emily?
0: I do know where we are, but I want you to tell me. It feels better coming out of your mouth.
1: I, that's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. Thanks. Uh, well, Emily, today and pretty much every time we record, uh, we are on the traditional and unceded and unsurrendered territory of the Daneza people, and yeah, we're we're here we are here uh whether, we're here whether, we're whether we were queer. invited uh, <laughs> or not um speaking of which uh of being here and queer yes um i got the, my favorite topics it, absolutely uh it, it's it's another jew topic everybody oh yeah um, <laughs> i don't know if i mentioned this previously but uh i was actually contacted to be part of uh jqt's uh queer Jewish history project. Yes, you did. Yes. Okay. So I finished and submitted that. So I actually like did the thing. And now it's pumping now, Spencer. Now happen.
0: Nice. I was wondering what you're doing. I was like, just coming closer mm-hmm. to you over the table. So anyway, ta-ching, ta-ching. Uh, highly
1: recommend it. They also just put out a really cool resource that I didn't think about because honestly, as a member of the alphabet mafia, mm-hmm. uh, you're not used to having uh, elders, Because of what happened in, you know, the 80s with the AIDS epidemic and all that. You just don't really think about older, older gay or trans people. But I
0: didn't think about that either.
1: That has culminated in actually a severe lack of resources for trans elders and and Jewish elders, uh, trans Jews. Also, uh, the issue of them going into like, you know, uh, more Christian spaces. That's not really, you know, a space for them. Right. Yeah. um, they are putting together a or they put together a resource guide with it which they they just released. Uh, so I really uh, recommend checking that out and Tight. you know, Maybe we could put some more uh, resources for them. Because I mean, like, that's we'll kind we'll of rude. Our... You survive throughout, like, all these all these things. And then yeah. now there's nothing for you.
0: Yeah. We'll put it uh, on our Instagram under the mental health resources. Yeah. As well. That would yeah. be awesome. Um, and it
1: is for, you know, if you are a, a um, you know, a trans senior or if you care for one, that information is for you. Perfect.
0: Awesome. I love a good trans senior
1: i actually to be honest i think i've met one
0: i've never met one but i just know i'll love one well
1: <laughs> we're pretty neat uh if i ever become a senior i'll let you know Good. um <laughs> you kind
0: of already are a grandpa i
1: i Let's have the same hair and mustache as my grandfather You're, also for those who don't know i grew a mustache
0: yeah i was gonna say it's oh it's on point
1: it's working on it.
0: yeah it's working daddy it's working grampy
1: uh talking to friend of the pod jenna moreland uh, we were talking yes. about how the 70s were coming back and i said i could mm. tell because old navy keeps trying to sell me those knit polos remember the back in the day that you'd ha- you'd always have like a knit polo shirt
0: and then also those um uh, terry cloth uh shorts yes. that's the word i'm looking for short yeah
1: um short shorts like the daisy dukes
0: yeah but terry cloth material like yeah. it's like a towel yeah around your bum yeah and nether regions
1: so essentially i told uh jenna that uh i just have to grow out the mustache a little bit more before i can pull off the uh the polo don't know about the shorts i don't i don't think do it uh we'll see anyway uh you've got a few updates
0: i sure do okay so last week we chatted about uh amelie MacArthur. yes uh or two weeks ago and whenever
1: we were together last yeah it feels like forever
0: Mm. and so my friend's mom uh uh, reached out to me and she used to go to school with Amelie's kids oh yeah and so I was like yeah, um, excuse me but dm me and, and we'll, let's have a talk I, I know where she works and I will go find her and get this information out of her Okay. Patsy Pratt, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, schmatchy schmant.
1: Um, (laughs) There's something else as well that you kind of wanted to take a moment and and raise awareness of as well. That's super important.
0: Yes. So currently, um, the community is looking for um, an individual that might be at uh, risk. And her name is Darilyn Supernant, uh, indigenous woman, age 29. She weighs 119 pounds, five foot four inches. She's just a wee lady. Uh, last seen March 15th, 2023. And so if you guys have any information about that, call the Dawson Creek RCMP Detachment at 250-784-3700.
1: Super important, thank yep. you for, uh, for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, okay, well, without further ado, I'm gonna take you down to one of our favorite corners. Which one? To Crime Corner.
0: Ooh, take me down to a paradise city where the crime corners are pretty. I don't know if this one was very pretty. Okay.
1: So a Fort St. John woman was arrested by police after entering a store and assaulting an employee days after being let out on bail.
0: Rude and didn't learn a lesson.
1: Didn't learn a thing. Uh, so, repeat offender Erin McKinnon was released on bail last week after being wanted on multiple charges, including assault with a weapon, uttering threats, and Ooh. theft under $5,000. A couple of days later, she was arrested again for another alleged assault.
0: She's, oh, she's having a time.
1: She's, she's throwing that, those assaults around. She's th- she's uttering threats. Is she... She'd be throwing some assaults around. Is she a, No good. A, a Himalayan assault lamp.
0: It, she, <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice.
0: What was her name again?
1: Erin McKinnon.
0: Okay. I'm not Googling it. Don't worry. No, you're mm. absolutely not. I um, think I have one mutual friend with her. Interesting.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, on April 2nd, so three days ago, uh, we we're recording this on April 5th. Please don't DM us when this gets released. Uh, so <laughs> a few me. days ago... The Fort Saint John RCMP received a report from a local retail store employee after McKinnon had allegedly assaulted them. So they don't get paid enough for that. No, absolutely not. I mean, minimum wage did just go up this week, but still, it's not enough. Nah,
0: nah. Where was it again?
1: This is from Fort Saint John.
0: Oh well what store? They didn't say. Oh okay. I don't know if they really will find want... out. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. you will.
1: Uh, so the employee actually knew who McKinnon was and requested that she leave the store due to her actually shoplifting from that store in the past.
0: Oh, okay. They're like, Oh hey, yeah, yeah. They're we like, know Oh, it's you. her. Um, yeah. First name basis. Let
1: me go ahead. Oh, Erin, get out. <laughs> um, okay. So, the employee followed her through the store and then was assaulted by McKinnon. So, the following day, officers then located uh, Miss Erin McKinnon Mm -hmm. and arrested her, and she is now facing additional charges, including uttering threats, assault, and a breach of release order. Yes. She was held for court, uh, where she was placed in custody until today for her next court appearance. Uh, So, I guess if you want to find out what happens to her, you might want to check the Energetic City Court report next week.
0: Oh, well, that's... Let me just put that in my calendar right now, Spencer. I mean, I'm
1: surprised it's not already, to be honest.
0: Mm -hmm. Aaron McKinnon, next week, court documents, blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, you know who we should hear from now?
0: Our sponsors? Yeah. I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Learn more about the major stories happening in Fort St. John and beyond with Moose Talks.
1: Host Dub Craig sits down with experts and leaders in our region to provide updates on major projects that impact Northeast BC. Listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. on 100.1 Moose FM or catch up wherever you get your podcasts. Go to energeticcity.ca slash Talks for more information. Check out all of our podcasts. Go to energeticcity.ca slash podcasts.
0: I'm going to take it down to a deep dive now. We're going to go deep, deep down to 2020. Wow, so far back. I know. So this one's solid. a dark one, I think. This one's a dark one, and this one's recent. Oh. And
1: so, no giggling.
0: Oh, it's going to be a giggle. The giggles, giggles will be few
1: and far between exactly. from now on.
0: Exactly. So
1: So if you're not ready for that, you know what? We'll, we'll hit you up next episode.
0: Yeah. So definitely a content warning of um, like domestic abuse um, and murder. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you didn't know already. But just to re-let to you know. To yes. re-let you know. To, to to let you know twice. I need to get Deuce myself
1: twice. an Emily Gallon dictionary.
0: Yeah. Uh, probably just say but. Butt stuff, okay.
1: It's just 5,000 pages and all of it is butt stuff.
0: Just a picture of my butt.
1: Oh, on each page? Yes. Okay. It's like moon phases. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, moon phases. (laughs) Greg, keep (laughs) that in.
0: I love that. Okay, Spencer, I am going to get those little giggles out of you and uh, pass you some tissues for some sad news, some sad stuff.
1: I I am fairly familiar with Mm -hmm. this case because the verdict was quite put out, uh fairly recently uh so i do know a little bit okay uh not much
0: i'm gonna tell you much more then oh great i'm, I'm gonna mean... tell you more than you want to know
1: fantastic okay. well uh if you're ready for that but again if uh you know if you're not feeling a non-giggly episode we'll catch you next time yeah you don't have to you don't have to go through that if you don't want to yeah. just just me uh but it's important to know so let's get into it
0: all right so, Spencer, it was the summer of 2020 up in the north, and there was quite a bit of news going around those days. Okay. I actually read a wild story where a police chase led to a caged bear, and apparently the cops went to, like, arrest someone for dangerous driving and theft, but then found that he owned a black bear cub, and he ended up paying a $75,000 fine.
1: I mean seventy. 70- fine?
0: I mean what I mean, Spencer, and I mean $7,500 fine. Okay. A story far more sinister took place in July of 2020, when a 38-year-old woman by the name of Sarah Ford went missing from Taylor, BC. Hmm. On July 11th, 2020, according to the Alaska Highway News, the RCMP were seeking the public's assistance in locating Sarah Ford. She was last heard from by her mother during their routine phone conversation on Monday the 6th. Okay. Apparently, Ms. Ford didn't show up for work and missed a court date on July 7th and 8th. The RCMP sent out a request for information regarding Sarah Ford and her boyfriend, John Keeler, who they said she might be traveling with.
1: Okay, well, how about you tell me about these two?
0: Okay, so the two had met in early 2019 while working in the oil and gas industry. They became romantically involved, and Keeler eventually moved into her house into a town near Fort St. John called Taylor, B.C.
1: Sounds like a classic North Peace love story. <sighs> Meeting it? in the oil patch. Yes.
0: Well, Facebook posts at the time were begging for answers, and they showed photos of Sarah Ford with a bright smile and those of her boyfriend, plus the vehicle that they might be traveling in. Do you remember when this was happening, Spencer?
1: I was not here. Uh, oh. I was going to well, trying. Well, no, I think this was before COVID. So I was going to college. Uh, no, I think
0: this was would be during COVID, July twenty twenty.
1: July twenty. Uh, I didn't get here till April twenty twenty one. Okay, but uh, no, nope, I was in Vancouver.
0: Okay, it was all over Facebook.
1: I bet it was.
0: Yeah, um, the RCMP did eventually find uh, Keeler a few days later in surrey bc
1: oh so he was closer to me than i thought he was
0: exactly okay that's for those obviously that's surprising
1: i didn't hear about it then because i was in burnaby
0: oh that's right by there yeah and that's about 14 hours drive uh south of fort st john yep but sarah wasn't with him Mm. so where was she i don't know exactly how long it took the rcmp but it wasn't long before they had a confession from him keeler confessed to murdering sarah and disposing of her remains Mm. according to court documents i quote mr keeler made a non-custodial warned which i don't know what that means i'm gonna google it do it and recorded statement to members of the rcmp in which he confessed to committing the stabbing of miss ford and to transporting and burying her body he voluntarily directed and accompanied police to where he had buried her body I don't know if they would have found her otherwise. I
1: really don't think so.
0: It's a vast wilderness in the north.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, think about, and I know that we will cover this case one day, but, like, Abigail Andrews, they're still looking for her, and it's been over 12 years. I think it's approaching 13 years this month, actually.
0: Uh, We're going to do more than cover that. We're going to deep... We're going to do the deepest dive.
1: I did a, a piece a while back where I talked to her it family, but was a
0: very great piece. Oh, thank you.
1: Um, well, a non-custodial interrogation or statement is an informal interview that is provided by the police to a suspect, uh, witness, or person of interest. So okay. essentially, they were like, "Hey, no charges, but like, what happened?" And then I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I do remember, like, I know because I'm very familiar with the keeler because he actually was refusing to go to court okay because and it was like zoom court so like he didn't show up for uh-huh, his like Zoom court uh-huh. date. Uh, and then he was i think at, i don't know if this was him but i think at one point he was trying to be his own legal counsel
0: oh i'm not sure if that's him that's something we typically see in uh psychopaths yeah yeah, N- yeah. and narcissists narcissists love to be their own counsel ted bundy Oh, it's was it it's consistent. Later, Miss Ford was transported to Vernon, BC for an autopsy, and around this time Mr. Keeler again makes statements to the RCMP confessing to stabbing her and disposing of her remains. The autopsy showed that Miss Ford was stabbed approximately fifty times. Fifty times? Yes. Pardon me. Her injuries were sustained mainly to the right side of her body, but many wounds were not harsh enough to cause death, but there were two stab wounds in particular that were determined to have led to her death.
1: Okay, so 50 times, but not many of them were, you know, particularly life-threatening. But yeah, so yeah...
0: According to court documents, Keeler took Ford's remains and transferred her to another site north of Fort Saint John.
1: So hold on, because I know, I know the, how this ends, yes. and uh, I guess I struggle with this case because he has the foresight to place her in a garbage can, to move her around. Yes, you know, like it's just really,
0: and we'll get to that in the okay. Yeah, we as will. Well. Mm-hmm. So you're right; he did have that foresight to. After the murder. I mean, besides
1: stabbing her 50 yes, times. Yeah.
0: And transferring her to another site. He, he actually did place her, like you said, in a garbage can, gathered other items from the house, and drove her to a gas well site near Buick Creek, B.C.
1: So here he's destroying evidence. Mm-hmm. He, another thing that requires foresight.
0: He then buried her remains in the bush while disposing of other murder weapons and other items in a nearby brush and water.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did you say destroying
0: evidence? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I said. Mm. the trial when it came to it was really about intent so did mr keeler intend to kill sarah the defense focused on mr keeler's intoxication at the time and even psychosis as reasoning for why he did not in a quote intend to kill her so was this a case of manslaughter or murder
1: i always struggle when it comes to these cases because like and in this case, both Miss Ford and Keeler were on, I believe it was cocaine and alcohol, and they were yep. mixing the two, which, mm-hmm. don't do that. That's a terrible idea. That causes a lot of problems mentally. But, you know, I also, when you consume these substances, if you're a mature adult, you have to be very aware that these are substances that alter your state of mind, your thinking. Yeah. And there is a pattern because it wasn't like it was the first time that they had drank and no, mixed not the these first drugs time. together. Yeah. So, you know, I always struggle when they're like, well, did he mean to kill her if he was, you know, drunk and high? And I'm like, he knew that, he, hold he on. Took
0: the risk by he took the risk by consuming
1: those yes. substances. It would be like arguing, the well, dr- drunk driving. Exactly. I was yes. about to say, if you know, if had he have gotten behind a car, Well, no, he probably didn't mean to hit anyone. But, you know, I always really struggle with these cases where, oh, he was intoxicated and he had this mix of drugs in his system. Well, it's not like anyone drugged him. It's not like anyone was like, drink this beer or I'll shoot you. Mm -hmm. You know, mix this with this cocaine with this hard liquor.
0: Did it on his own. He did that on his own. And you you have have to accept the responsibilities. And the consequences. And the consequences. You know,
1: especially when your your female companion, who you're in a relationship with, ends up dead.
0: Mm -hmm. And... Just for some of the listeners, uh, if they're wondering kind of like, what is the difference between manslaughter and murder? Oh, yes. Um, The difference between those two offenses is that murder requires the Crown to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant had the specific murderous intent as defined.
1: And I think that's kind of, he got off on a technicality because because he was on these substances, there was a very difficult the prosecution had it a mammoth task to prove that there was beyond a, without a doubt he intended to kill Ford that night yep. um and i think i feel for you know the the family of Sarah Ford because oh. you don't you don't want that uh you know it doesn't matter you know what she was doing that night like you know she's not the one who ended up stabbing somebody yep. 50 times so you know i it's terrible for the family but it's also got to be terrible for the prosecution being like ah oh, Damn it. Um, but, I mean.
0: Yeah, I did. it my, um, I had that conversation with some RCMP officers, and they weren't happy with the outcome, which will... We'll get to if they have, if people haven't already surmised what, what Yeah, if you haven't <laughs>
1: judged from context, uh, this is, a lot of people are, and... Upset with the ending. They were very upset when it came out, and I would wager they're still upset now, because it's only mm-hmm. been a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still upset about it, if you can't tell. I try not to, you know, sh- I mean, besides on this podcast, but like, you know, because I work in the newsroom, I try not to be like, mm, I didn't write this, uh, because it's not, I'm, I'm investigative. Uh, but unfortunately just based on again a technicality uh legally um he was able to kind of anyway we will talk about that in uh in in another okay well i'll get like, to it right now i'll I've... talk about it right now okay great. Uh, i'll tell you okay well you know what yeah i'll comment on that in a second i'll Perfect. let emily finish telling the story before i just shoot my mouth off as i tend to do
0: i love it so the defense's medical specialist stated that and i quote Based on Mr. Keeler's self report, he was likely intoxicated with stimulants, the cocaine we were talking about, and alcohol. And based on his reported beliefs, he interpreted his environment as threatening, and he likely qualifies for a diagnosis of stimulant induced psychotic disorder. This is where, you know, the kind of the anger comes from with the oh, if if he gets off on this, it's what kind of a it,
1: precedent does it set?
0: Exactly. So it's you chose to take these substances. And so you should deal with the repercussions, just like we were saying about like with drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this is going to take us a little bit different, different uh, direction. So
1: before it, uh, before you get into yes. that, though, um I'm not trying to say that, you know, obviously that, you know, these are the same things. And it is—it does make sense. If you if you don't look at the crime and you look at what his state of mind would have been during that, it does make sense that he would have gotten some uh, stimulant-induced psychotic disorder. Um, however, like we, we mentioned, I worry about the precedent that that sends to other people in peace. Also, I mean, it's common law now, so—
0: yeah, and I, I feel like I just read recently that in 1996 the Canadian courts had. Well, that's when they introduced the law that you cannot use uh, alcohol and drugs as a scapegoat,
1: like as a like as an out for what you've done. Yeah,
0: okay. but in this case, it seems like. Because it has that mental health component and you know you can have the not criminally responsible due to like mental illness. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I think that that's how it's tied into.
1: I think the lines get a little blurred with this case just because there's so much going on. Yes. Uh, Anyway.
0: Well, according to Mr. Keeler's testimony, 2020 had started off with unemployment and addictions. That's not a good mix. And I quote... Mr. Keeler testified that he had been laid off from his employment around March and that they were subsisting on employment insurance benefits, some COVID payments, and the money Miss Ford was earning working at the bar in Taylor. Gotcha. Which, by the way, I remember hanging out at that bar a time or two. I remember f- my friends like rolling cigarettes, like bringing out a full on cigarette rolling thing, like a grandmother out of their purse and just sitting there at the table. My mom hand rolls her cigarettes. Oh, yeah.
1: It's crazy i actually knew um well i knew of a woman uh my buddy was telling me about how you know uh so uh my stepdad's a tree planter cool and so we always have tree planters hanging out at our house and uh he was telling me about this french canadian chick that he knew that would be able to roll these cigarettes perfectly while they were driving on a forestry road and like mm-hmm. did not spell a single bit of tobacco <gasps> and i'm like that's such a french canadian flex though
0: yeah is- so yeah. she was
1: working in a bar the bar in taylor I, we say The Bar and Taylor because there's like, what, two?
0: I think there's one. I think there is one. There's one. Okay. It's, it's like the Rolla Pub that no longer exists. But and the yeah, but, but
1: this one exists and is still running. It does. As far as I know.
0: And he said that at the time, their drug and alcohol usage was increasing. And he initially testified that they had been using and drinking um, occasionally. The both of them. The both of them. But okay. as his testimony advanced, he explained that he was using cocaine and alcohol as a sort of balance and also using methadone powder to calm his anxiety
1: oh my god you've got like an upper a downer two downers
0: and he's not a pharmacist no (laughs) he described their combined use was in the range of three to five grams per day of cocaine and that they used alcohol fairly heavily in addition he said that they were using marijuana occasionally and also using some crystal methamphetamine
1: Holy shit. That's a cocktail that you do not want. That's a powder keg. But, you know, not to, you know, because obviously there's a stigma around hard drugs that I don't really want to, you know, play into. But when you're mixing three to five grams of co- so let's half that. You're at least using 1.5 to 2.5 grams of cocaine per day. Is that a lot? Um, I, I don't know. It would depend on how long you've been using cocaine. Okay. I think that that is a lot, but I feel like if they were both using, and who knows, you know, when you say combined usage, I mean... For all we know, he was using four grams and then Miss Ford was using one or vice versa. We don't know. Um, But, you know, alcohol generally fucks your brain up when you drink it. You're depressed. uh, You're dehydrated forever. Um, And then you're using marijuana, which, again, mixed with alcohol, you're going to start going down. Uh, Then you've got your cocaine and methamphetamine. So then you're kind of going back up again, but then you got your methadone and then you're gonna do
0: this. Uh uh So you're causing the anxiety. He's causing the anxiety in himself. And then so he needs to get another drug to counteract that. Yeah. And bring it down.
1: That's well, that's seems to be what his his theory was. Okay. Uh, Gonna go ahead and uh, go out on a limb here and say maybe not the best
0: idea. According to him prior in the day, a question and I quote, he and Miss Ford were hunting in a rural area around Fort St. John.
1: Oh, great. So they're outdoors away from everyone with guns.
0: He said they were Sorry, drinking. That, that
1: was, an, that was an, uh, uh, an assumption. He could have been using a crossbow. I don't know.
0: Well, with a weapon. <laughs> well, I don't even know if we'll find out. But oh. the next thing was he said they were drinking and using drugs. So he described that he became upset and worried that individuals had been following them and were going to do them harm. He also testified to the effect that his perception of those events was that Miss Ford was somehow complicit in what was occurring and had set him up. So he's having those paranoid delusions, right?
1: Yeah. Um, you ever feel like someone's following you in the woods? No. No? I'm
0: never in the woods alone. That's fair. You could follow me in the woods any day.
1: I'd follow you into the woods, Emily. <laughs> no, nice. um, follow me off a cliff.
0: I mean, I get it. Like,
1: I've been camping and it's been dark and then I'm like you're super jumpy but like also that's uh natural instinct and then you have you know this bizarre cocktail that he's got going on
0: well the paranoia and the the person you're dating and you're in a relationship with you think that they're plotting against you Mm
1: -hmm. and and who's to say whether that is the you know continued usage of the drugs or just the fact that they had been using that that day
0: or an excuse or that. Could be a whole lie. We don't know. We don't know. So also in Keeler's testimony of the actual day of the murder, he describes that they were in the bathroom when he started to panic, believing that people were under the house coming for them. Okay,
1: wait. So obviously they've left the forest at this point. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they've left the forest. They must be back at their residence in Taylor, B.C. Okay. So he's panicking. He thinks that people are under the house coming for them. He grabs Miss Ford and they lay in the bathtub and he covers them both with a shower curtain he believed that there was a camera in the shaving cream bottle he saw in the tub and he believed that miss ford had somehow set him up
1: right mm-hmm. also could you imagine the perspective of miss ford at this point no, like i don't I know don't. where her mind was at but like you know you clearly have your partner who's
0: uh, hopefully, we can just hope that sh- she wasn't aware.
1: I, that's all we can, really. Yep. I mean, that's I, I would venture to say that's a little naive, but that's got to be terrifying.
0: According to court documents, during this bathroom struggle, Mr. Keeler stabbed Ms. Ford approximately 50 times before he says he passed out and came to around 7 a.m. When he awoke, he was still in the bathtub with the water still running, but Ms. Ford was laying unresponsive on the floor. So so, get this.
1: So hold on. Yeah. Because... Holding. They were both in the bathtub. He wakes up. Water's running. Ford's on the floor. Yes. Okay.
0: So instead of calling the police, he goes out for a cigarette and a a line or or what some might call a bump of cocaine?
1: I would say a line. A line Uh, of cocaine? I also am not very well versed in my drug uh, slang, but I remember reading this and I'm like, okay. um, I guess that it's a statement on how, what sort of hold these substances have on you.
0: Oh, for sure. Yes, addiction. Yeah. So who knows what else was going on at his mind at this time, but he chose to take her remains at this point to a well site in Buick Creek. He even had to come back to the house to get a shovel, to get changed, etc., before running to the well site to dig a shallow grave for her remains.
1: Did he ever say if he, like, checked her vital, like... Not that I've read to see anywhere. see if she was, you know, responsive at all?
0: Uh, not, not that I read it. Not that's on record? Okay. Yeah. The defense brings witnesses to the stand to testify, and I quote, One of the witnesses was a man on or near the property when these events occurred. He described Mr. Keeler having come to his place seeking help. The second witness to this event was a police officer who had attended in response to a call. So... The defense is bringing these people, and they're kind of cooperating the state that Mr. Keeler was in at this time,
1: right? Which is, you know, not a great one.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I quote: At trial, Mr. Keeler was asked why he concealed Miss Ford's death. His answer was to the effect that the reason was to buy himself some time, and I gather to come to some acceptance of what had happened. He was asked whether he intended to kill Miss Ford. He said he did not, nor did he intend to cause her bodily harm. His testimony is that at the time of the event, he was very intoxicated. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the point where one cannot move, he rated himself a 9.5. Holy
1: crap. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, He's barely moving.
0: Yeah. So he tries to get off on this. I was too intoxicated. It's not my fault. I, I didn't mean to do this, but Another hypothesis was that drug-induced psychosis. So this is por- mm, this is the I...
1: hypothesis put forth by the Crown, which for you for people who don't know what the Crown is, it's essentially the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it is uh, in Canada; it is called the Crown. I don't know what it's called in the states.
0: So, from the Crown, another hypothesis they had, other than drug-induced psychosis, was that it was another disturbing case of extreme intimate partner violence.
1: I was told about this when I was working on my ca- uh, my story about intimate partner violence. Okay. Saint John uh, Amanda Black was obviously yes. one name that came up but another one was Sarah Ford.
0: Yeah. The judge said, and I quote, "Mr. Keeler is known to be struggling with anger and control while managing his intimate relationships, that he has a clear antisocial traits that contribute to violent behavior, and that there was a long-standing conflict between Mr. Keeler and Miss Ford founded in jealousy." said the judge. The crown argued the evidence showed a fight in the bathroom. So they're going with the point that it's, it's not drug induced psychosis. He's not hearing people like under the floorboards. He is a jealous rage and murdering her out of jealousy.
1: So they're, they're arguing instead of, oh, I thought people were going to come up through the floorboards and there was a camera in my shaving cream bottle, uh, to they, he was in a, you know, this isn't the first time that they had fought. Uh, there was jealousy. That was a, a long occurring thing that was in their relationship.
0: I didn't add it, but I did read, um, and I didn't add this individual's name, but that he was jealous about a specific individual in town. I think I had heard that as well. Yes. Yeah. Um. But according to the judge, after assessing all of the information, he came to the conclusion that he did believe that drugs were a contributing factor and he could not deny the possibility that Mr. Keeler acted on a distorted perception of reality. He charged Mr. Keeler with manslaughter and, I quote, guilty of unlawful act manslaughter by having committed an assault upon Miss Ford with a weapon is proven the specific intent required to prove the charge of murder is not made out i find mr keeler guilty of manslaughter in respect of the death of miss ford the judge also said with respect to count two i find mr keeler guilty of the offense of offering an indignity to human remains of miss ford
1: right so that is essentially throwing her a a trash can acting like she's a piece of trash yes. to just be thrown away
0: mm-hmm. i i was curious to what the public thought i mean i obviously knew there was going to be outrage so i went to facebook to browse the comment sections as one does And consistently consensus is they thought he got off too easy and they think that he'll do it again. Well, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I I would
1: have to agree. Uh, Maybe not, you know, I can't say for sure, but like, you know, he's essentially the court said, well, all right, we can't really prove that you meant to do it despite having a history of jealousy and intimate partner violence. I guess you were just too high. So I, I struggle with this one because, yes, there are certain boxes that you have to tick to prove, you know, murder yeah manslaughter though
0: i think they had probably some forensic psychologists on the stand like testifying to the psychosis um but that's i guess it's just for me
1: personally not speaking on behalf of energetic city at all uh legal disclosure uh but you know i struggle with this one because what what did he i mean yeah he got manslaughter but like I don't know. It's my thought that if you were doing this, you know, concoction of substances and then something bad happens, I don't think the message that this sends is correct. I don't think it deters anyone. I think if someone is in a similar place as Mr. Keeler was, then they say, oh, well, he got off.
0: And because in courts, we do see how they pull from other cases and they'll use different ones. Yeah. As the example. So... This sets a precedent. Absolutely. Which I don't like.
1: No, exactly. It says, yeah, you know what? You can do all these substances. You can treat women like they're disposable. Literally. Quite literally. And sucks.
0: Well, let's forget about that guy. Yeah. He sucks.
1: We are. I'm done talking about him.
0: Yeah, I'm done with him. Let's. Let's talk about Sarah.
1: Tell me about Sarah. Because she's, again, as we always say, she's the most important person in this story. And we really have not talked about her that much, except for that she worked in a bar in Taylor.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Sarah was a dog lover, a sister, and a friend. Her obituary reads, Sarah had a passion for life that others could only dream of. She loved fishing, hunting, and camping. But most of all, Sarah loved her family, friends, and fur babies. Mm. People were drawn to Sarah for her big heart and beautiful smile. Sarah will be missed deeply, but will be remembered every day for the light that she brought to everybody's lives. She leaves behind her parents, Ted and Alice, her brother, Kelvin, sister, Amanda, plus aunties, uncles, cousins, nephews, and many, many friends.
1: So she had a large family.
0: She had a big family. Yes. Unfortunately, Sarah's case is not uncommon. And according to the Canadian Femicide Observatory for Justice and Accountability, the same July, There were 22 other females murdered in Canada.
1: Yeah, when I was, it's a very sad and grim statistic. And unfortunately, and I hate to say it, you're going to see a lot more cases, especially with the intimate partner violence exploded during the COVID pandemic. And I remember hearing about it when it first kind of started and it scared me when it was going on because, you know, it's hard enough to get away from your abuser in these situations. But when you're forced to shelter in place with them, yeah. Uh, and you can't go see your friends and family, which is exactly what those abusers want.
0: You don't have people being able to check in on you because of Ugh. this
1: virus. Unfortunately, that is one of the unintended consequences and you also saw drug use go up as well because and, and drug deaths go up frankly because they're using a loan which you're never supposed to use alone. Um, but it, you know unfortunately it, it, it's something that is is very prevalent mm-hmm. especially in northern and rural communities like ours because uh, let's be honest if they had broken up. She would have seen him everywhere. Uh, that is one of the ugh. that's one of the problems with uh, you know abusive relationships in in towns like Fort Saint John and, and smaller communities like Fort Saint John. I shouldn't just say Fort Saint John, but that is one of the things that is uh, very difficult is uh, that you will see your abuser around and people who know your abuser.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually used to work as a women's outreach worker and would help. So some... I just mansplain to you essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I used to help women um, leave abusive relationships, and what I found was the most success happened when i had them help them leave town so yeah i you know i want them to have a support network and to, to it'd be best if they moved to where their family was etc mm-hmm. it would suck to have to move away from your support network yeah. but they they did way better when they actually left town they went to a bigger city where there was more resources mm-hmm. And not running in to the crazy ex. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know the Women's Resource Society here in Fort St. John mm-hmm. has, uh, y- there are several programs to kind of get that, like separate them and they'll, they'll move yep. you, your kids, your pets. Yep. They'll get you away from, from what you need to. So I think we yep. should probably, when this, uh, this episode goes up, we should probably post some, some resources.
0: Yeah, we shall. So Again, I'm sorry, Spence, to take, to Don't take apologize you down to, to sad me. town. But, Man. um, and it's wild that this is not the first nor the last. No. Y- um, you know, it, we've come from such a small town and these small little areas, but there is yet still so much murder.
1: There is. And, and unfortunately these cases, femicide cases, they're very common. Well, uh, I guess that's all we have on, on the Ford case, uh, very, very sad state of affairs. Uh, I want to, you know, put my heart out for um, the family mm-hmm. of Sarah Ford. She deserved better than what she got. She sure did. Uh, both from Keeler and the justice system, to be honest. Yep. Um, but uh, we will continue to cover cases like hers in, uh, in hopes that. I don't, maybe it could change something uh, the most important step is to keep talking about it
0: mm-hmm. and in two weeks we will be talking about another case of a missing woman named shirley clethro so get ready for some more sad news
1: oh great uh i'd have a connection to that one a little
0: bit oh okay Not... Well, save it for next week okay fine okay. Uh, well don't talk the... to me until we're recording. You know what?
1: Don't even talk to me when we're recording.
0: Don't even look at me when
1: I'm recording. I try not to. Good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if I want to get in touch with you, where do I find you on the th- Instagrams?
0: On the Shram Shrams, I'm E to the underscore G at shramshram.com. Cool. That uh, means Instagram.
1: I was wondering, I kind of figured, but like I wasn't, 100 percent on that one well get- where
0: can they find you spencer i am hall dot spence
1: i also need to post a picture of something on your there.
0: mustache maybe do it okay
1: cool i'm okay. gonna do it with no caption beautiful awesome well, Thank um, you, spencer yeah thank you uh also if you want to get in touch with the both of us you can go to secrets of the north underscore podcast sure can and uh that is where you will find us
0: exactly and our butts
1: Well, one of ours, at least. Mine. Yeah, that's probably her. Okay, bye. Okay, Okay. love you, Spencer. Love you, too. Okay,
0: I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.